0: Recorded live, welcome to Camp Constitution Radio. I am your host hal Shirtliff. am <clears throat> This program is heard on WBCQ The Planet every Monday night at seven thirty Eastern standard time and uh, camp Consti- Camp Const- Constitution Radio is uh, brought to you by Camp Constitution. Among other things, it runs a uh, weekly family camp, a one-week family camp. I should say, a week in a day. And our next camp will be coming up in uh, less than two weeks. It will uh, Sunday to Sunday, July 12th to July 19th. And uh, we have a couple of we have a really great lineup. We have uh, Mrs. Chris Ann Hall, who is a constitutional authority. She travels around the country, even other parts of the world, actually, promoting liberty and the Constitution. And I would say the one of the top experts on Agenda 21 is, Dr., uh, is Tom Deweese of American Policy Center. He'll be at camp, and among the great uh, other than the great classes we'll have, we're going to be doing some interesting things like visiting the uh, Tea Party Museum, which is the, pretty close to the site of the original Tea Party Museum. A hike up Mount Monadnock, and the camp is in Ridge, New Hampshire, at the Toad Christian Retreat Center. And you can learn more about that by going to our website, www.campconstitution.net. And you'll also see on the website a bookstore where you'll find some books that we've published the last couple of years. There's a great book called uh, Gems from Gem Years, sort of a history of a great organization in Maine that was exposing the the educational elitists and how they were destroying education at public public schools, before there was Common Core, and uh, so many other books, some things uh, that have been out of print that uh, we put back in print, or some booklets and bumper stickers, so some great things uh, worth uh, your your purchase, and if you like this program and you like what we do, we have a sponsors page for very short donation, a small donation, we can put your company on the sponsors page. Uh, Camp Constitution is an all-volunteer entity and we exist because of the generosity of uh, the people who um, listen to this radio show and participate in the camp program. We also do outreach events. Just a few weeks ago, we had a float at a parade in the town of Dedham, Massachusetts, which is right outside of Boston, and in about an hour and a half or so, we um, we distributed over 500 copies of the U.S. Constitution and plenty of camp pamphlets, and we would ask the the young people, the people in the parade as we were giving the constitutions, we would ask one simple question. The question is, what are the first ten amendments of the Constitution known as? Or what are they called? And only a few of the people who got these constitutions knew the answer, which means we have a work cut out for us. And uh, <clears throat> last week, there were some, some real serious reversals in the liberty movement Uh, The Supreme Court, in its infinite stupidity and contempt for the Constitution, at least uh, five out of four, had a couple of really bad rulings. Uh, One dealt with Obamacare, which is totally unconstitutional. You see, nothing in the Constitution, there's no mention of health care, of medicines, doctors, and hospitals. Therefore, it is unconstitutional. And The Supreme Court should have said that. Unfortunately, we have mainly so-called progressive socialists, those that hate the Constitution, like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who says, I look to the international law to make my decisions. That should have been an impeachable offense, and she should have been uh, taken out of office or making a comment like that. But the sad thing is we get too many Americans who sit on their hands and are worried about baseball and football and rally TV to understand this, and they go along with such disgusting comments like that, uh, the other decision was this decision of two homosexual men who uh, thought that their uh, their so-called marriage was legitimate and believed that they should have that they should be able to go to any state, and every single state should recognize their um, their their so-called union and because of these two narcissists and the millions of dollars that was all the legal help they got, billions of dollars will now be spent by state governments to change their laws and implement, not just to implement this whole notion of same-sex marriage, but to aggressively promote the lifestyle. You see, now the state and the federal government have a compelling interest. Now, I live in Massachusetts, and and it was passed. Now, Massachusetts is known to be a very, very liberal state, but there's no way they would allow a question like this on the ballot. Uh, whether or not we should have so-called single, same-sex marriage. Now, I don't believe uh, uh, it should be up to the uh, people to decide what marriage is. It's like uh, we know what marriage is. thats a union between a male and a female, a woman and a man. And by the way, homosexuals have always had the right to marry, but they had to marry members of the opposite sex. But the notion of redefining something, can you imagine... Supreme Court redefining that the what the, the, uh, when when water freezes or the color of the the color blue, it's it's really green. It's that's just how nonsensical this is. And the sad thing is, we live in such a, um, in a uh, an age of uh, lo- the loss of faith that people buy into this. In fact, when I say loss of faith, most churches aggressively promote this uh, this lifestyle, or I should say death style, because because uh, people who engage in this uh, sexual behavior uh, usually take 10 to 15, maybe 20 years out of their lives. And I contend that is the main reason why the government governments are aggressive, aggressively promoting this for population control. Um, and that was something that was discussed many, many years ago. And <clears throat> now, homosexuality is a sin. It will always be a sin. Adultery is a sin. Now, when was the last time you saw an adultery pride parade? When was the last time you saw mayors of big cities uh, leading the way, being grand marshals in a group of adulterers? You don't really see that too much, do you? It's not something. So, so why is it, How about thieves? Well, of course, we know thieves. Are, a lot of them, a lot of them in Congress and in and, and state houses. But when was the last time you saw uh, thieves telling people that they're born this way? We have a thief uh, a gene that makes us steal. It's not our fault, and we should be able to steal. And we want to be—we're proud of our uh, our lifestyle, uh, with proud of being thieves. And you better accept it. Well, how about this? I have a straight gene. I am born this way. I have a proclivity to be uh, conservative and have a Christian worldview. And you better accept it. And you better make sure there's a guidance counselor when uh, the liberal teacher berates me for saying, I think Joe McCarthy was a great patriot and wants to funk me, that I want to get down to that guidance counselor who's going to tell people I'm born this way and you better accept my lifestyle or else you'll be a bigot and a hater. You see, it's ludicrous, isn't it? But that's, what we're, that's how bad we've come to now. Um, so, and by the way, there are some organizations out there uh christian based organizations maybe even secular they've better dealt with people that want to come out of the homosexual lifestyle and we're told oh no, you're born that way uh you can't change well my 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 uh, response to that is that we are all born as sinners because of the fall of man, so yes what we don't have a proclivity to to uh be homosexuals or be this group or that be this this or that, but we have a sin nature um uh, <clears throat> Now, one of the uh, one of the most well-informed, articulate opponents of the homosexual agenda, and I make the distinction, there are a lot of people who are struggling with the homosexual lifestyle. You don't see them marching. You don't see them flying rainbow flags. Uh, and there are homosexuals that just kind of want to be left alone. They don't consider themselves victims. They don't want society to change to accept what they do. I, I know a few... Um, I have fr- friendships with them, and they'll tell you that. Uh, late David Brudenell, for example, was uh, was of that mindset, and there are some others that say, you know what, this is nonsense. I even saw an article recently written by a homosexual man who said that there's no way that he supports the notion of of uh, so, same-sex marriage. So, <clears throat> anyway, but I want to mention uh, a friend of mine, Scott Lively. Scott is a pastor. He's also an attorney. He went. So law law so he could deal with all the lawsuits he had. He's getting, but Scott was a he, he was a sinner. He was a drug addict and a, a a drug addict and an alcoholic. And he changed his life, became a Christian and a pastor. He's from the Boston area, and he ended up going out to the uh, West, uh, Oregon and Washington. And he had a church, and I think it was in the state of Oregon, maybe Washington. I can't remember offhand. And he. Was in uh, his church took a principal stand against some type of homosexual, militant uh, homosexual legislation that was being promoted, and he was getting death threats. It was just all kind of harassment and violence against people in his church, and he thought, "Wait a minute, now I thought gay meant carefree and happy, and I didn't, I didn't know that they had this militant side." So he did a lot of research, and he came out He wrote a book called "The Pink Swastika." And he uh, traced the militant homosexual agenda into Germany back in the 1850s. In fact, the word homosexual was a word, uh, a term that was coined to sort of uh, put sodomy in a better light, because that was the term that was used prior to that, sodomy and catamites, uh, <clears throat> and so forth. So, so he said, and he made reference to many of the hierarchy of the Nazis that were uh, homosexuals. Uh, Ernst Röhm, for example, the head of the SA, is well-known, and most of his top people were homosexuals. And it was interesting that I had a chance to meet a gentleman in 1990. He, uh, he was, his name was Hans Phillips. He since passed away. He was at the tender age of 12. He was in the Jugend, kind of drafted in uh, with not much. He uh, couldn't, couldn't refuse. His parents were going to be uh, put, in, put in camps. He was in the Battle of Berlin, uh, 1945, and he was, uh, of course, a prisoner of war. Can you imagine a 12- and 13-year-old boy a prisoner of war? He spent several years in a Russian prison camp, and he survived that. And at that point, he had his—he was up up to his eyeballs at Nazis and communists, and had nothing to do with these two totalitarian, uh, hateful philosophies. He was able to get out of Germany and come to the United States. And he was a, a big advocate of limited government and freedom. But he told me in the conversation that uh, the, the ultimate male in the Nazi mind was a homosexual. That this male may have uh, had sex with females to procreate the master race, but they reserved all of the, uh, the fun, and I think it was the term he used, uh, that the homosexuals were the boys. So uh, they may have had sex with women. They may have procreated the race. But uh, the ultimate Nazi was a homosexual male. And uh, when I told Scott about him, I don't know if they ever uh, got together or not to uh, compare notes. But Scott was quite glad to hear that. So uh, I'd recommend a book called The Pink Swastika. That's where I can learn about this. Um, Now, in 1987, I was living in uh, an apartment. A landlord who since passed away, former landlord good friend of mine. He was a a conservative Catholic, uh, and he used to get a magazine from the Moral Majority, Jerry Falwell's organization. And in it was a a, a poem that was called a poem. Uh, It was called The Gay Manifesto, and it was originally published in a newspaper called The Gay Community News, which was now defunct a paper in Boston, Massachusetts. Well, I read this, and I said, there's no way that a newspaper... I don't, any kind of newspaper would print this. Why would a homosexual newspaper want to print this? I said, it would simply get people upset if they're trying to win people over to their lifestyle. Why in the world would they publish that? So I actually called the newspaper and I remember the man answered and said, G G C N, and I said, did the uh, paper publish this gay manifesto by Michael Swift? And he said that they did. He was a little hesitant to answer the question, and uh, you can go online and find this wonderful. You now, this was supposed to be uh, some rantings, uh, not not to be taken serious. But let's look and see just how much how much become, how far they've come. Um, so it was here first published in the Gay Community News, February fifteenth, twenty one, nineteen eighty seven, and it was put in the Congressional Record. Go online and find it. We shall sodomize your sons emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We shall seduce them in your schools, in your dormitories, in your gymnasiums, in your locker rooms, in your sports arenas, in your seminaries, in your youth groups, in your movie theater, bathrooms, in your army bunkhouses, in your truck stops, in all your male clubs, in your houses of Congress, wherever men are with men together. Your sons shall become Armenians and do our bidding." They will be recast in our image. They will come to crave and adore us. Women, you cry for freedom. You say you are no longer satisfied with men. They make you unhappy. We connoisseurs of the masculine face, the masculine physique, shall take your men from you then. We will amuse them. We will instruct them. We will embrace them when they weep. Women, you say you wish to live with each other instead of men? Then go and be with each other. We shall give your men pleasure they have never known because we are foremost men too. And only one man knows how to truly please another man. Only one man can understand the depth and feeling, the mind and body of another man. All laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Instead, legislation shall be passed which engenders love between men. All homosexuals must stand together as brothers. We must be united artistically, philosophically, socially, politically, and financially. We will triumph only when we present a common face to the vicious heterosexual enemy. If you dare cry faggot, fairy, queer at us, we will stab you in your cowardly hearts and defile your dead, puny bodies. We shall write poems of the love between men. We shall stage plays in which men, man openly caresses man. We shall make films about the love between heroic men, which will replace the cheap, superficial, sentimental, insipid, juvenile, heterosexual infatuations presently dominating your cinema screens. We shall sculpt statues of beautiful young men of bold athletes which will be placed in your parks, your squares, your plazas, the museums of the world will be filled only with paintings of graceful naked lads. Our writers and artists will make love between men fashionable and de rigueur, and we will succeed because we are adept at setting styles. We will eliminate heterosexual liaisons through use of the usage of devices of wit and ridicule devices which we are skilled in employing. We will unmask the powerful homosexuals who masquerade as heterosexuals. You'll be shocked and frightened when you find that your presidents and their sons, your industrialists, your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your television personalities, your civic leaders, your priests are not the safe, familiar, bourgeois, heterosexual figures you assume to be. We are everywhere. We have infiltrated your ranks. Be careful when you speak of homosexuals because we are always among you. We may be sitting across the desk from you. We may be sleeping in the same bed with you. There will be no compromises. We are not middle class weaklings, highly intelligent. We are the natural aristocrats of the human race, and steely minded aristocrats never settle for less. Those who oppose us will be exiled. We shall raise vast private armies, as Mishima did, to defeat you. We shall conquer the world because warriors inspired by and banded together by homosexual love and honor are invincible, as were the ancient Greek soldiers. The family unit's spawning ground of lies, betrayals, mediocrity, hypocrisy, and violence will be abolished. The family unit, which only dampens imagination and curbs free will, must be eliminated. Perfect boys will be conceived and grown in the genetic laboratory. They will be bonded together in communal settings under the control and instruction of homosexual sabots. All churches who condemn us will be closed. Our only gods are handsome young men. We adhere to a cult of beauty, moral, and aesthetic. All that is ugly and vulgar and banal will be annihilated. Since we are alienated from middle-class heterosexual conventions, we are free to live our lives according to the dictates of the pure imagination. For us, too much is not enough. The exquisite society to emerge will be governed by an elite comprised of gay poets. One of the major requirements for position of power in a new society of homoeroticism will be indulgence in the Greek passion. Any man contaminated with heterosexual lust will be automatically barred from the position of influence. All males who insist on remaining stupidly heterosexual will be tri- tried in homosexual courts of justice and will become invisible men. We shall rewrite history, history filled with debased with the heterosexual lies and distortions. We shall portray the homosexuality of the great leaders and thinkers who have shaped the world. We will demonstrate that homosexuality and intelligence and imagination are inextricably linked that homosexuality is a requirement for true nobility, true beauty in a man. We shall be victorious because we are fueled with the ferocious bitterness of the oppressed who have been forced to play seemingly bit parts in your dumb heterosexual shows throughout the ages. We too are capable of firing guns and manning the barricades of the ultimate revolution. Tremble, hetero swine, when we appear before you without our masks. Now this uh, was again something from the uh, the gay manifesto published by the Gay Community News, uh, 1987, Boston, Massachusetts. The now defunct Gay Community News. Now you news, say this is kind of ridiculous, uh, but just let's look at some of the things that they, they've already talked about: the army bunkhouses in the United States. The, it's okay to be a homosexual in the military now. Houses of Congress. Um, Let's see. Uh, churches it talks about all laws banning homosexual activity will be revoked. Well, that happened. Um, all homosexuals must stand together. Let's see. Um, we shall write poems about a Common Core. By the way, uh, Arnie Duncan, who is the head of the Department of Education, another unconstitutional entity, is a very, a very, uh, a, a very uh, is a militant homosexual in Common Core. Is uh, promoting homosexuality in the schools. Uh, so, uh, all churches who condemn us will be closed. Now, it's interesting. A couple of years ago, the late Mayor Menino of Boston uh, was quite upset when, when um, Chick Phil, the the fast food restaurant owned by a Christian, owned by Christians, wanted uh, thought about opening up uh, a shop in Boston on by the Freedom Trail. Oh no, Mayor Menino said, anybody who promotes who does not, uh, does not adhere to the homosexual agenda, will not be allowed to open a business. And uh, because of this Supreme Court decision, you may see um, churches being forced to do these homosexual uh, so-called marriages. Right now in states that already have adopted the so-called same-sex unions or same-sex marriage, uh, people in the business community who have voiced their opposition have been fired. Uh, if you're a baker or a, a caterer and you refuse to uh, cater these types of weddings, you will be your business will be put you'll be put out of business. You'll be there'll be um, you know there'll be demonstrations against you. Uh, and uh, if you work in a law firm or if you're a doctor and you dare mention the unhealthy sexual practices of homosexuals you'll be fired and that that's been happening. So this is supposed to be liberty. This is supposed to be a good thing. It's supposed to be about equality. But it's not. Just the opposite. So uh many of the oh yeah, the Boy Scouts says wherever men and boy wherever men congregate, uh, well, uh that's uh, the Boy Scouts now and they didn't have to, but the Boy Scouts have allowed uh homosexual um homosexuals Uh, uh, there's a lot of people I've already left the Boy Scouts Um, so and tremble hetero swine so this is um, this is the attitude of these militant homosexuals and you can't you can't be uh, you can't say look we love you we pray for you we want you to change if you dare oppose them you're a hater just a few days ago uh, I, I, I participated in the luncheon lady with a group called Mass Resistance, Diane um, Spiegel, I think her last name. Uh, anyway, Diane g- gave a talk about how the local school, the government school, and private militant homosexual groups uh, work together. Her 16-year-old son at the time, uh, 16-year-old son, he uh, he went to a guidance council, and the guidance council, oh, you're a homo, you're gay. Hey, I want you to talk to this. gives gives him a business card. And uh, he ended up be embracing a homosexual lifestyle. Uh, he, uh, the, the, the schools lied to her, the mom, the dad, that they, they lied. The, um, the boy had, uh, had suicide, t- tried to commit suicide on a few occasions. He was a mental mess because of what happened. And thankfully, he's got some of his life together six or seven years after the fact. You see, these things are happening because these people are evil, folks. They, they hate what you stand for. Now, again, I'm talking about the militant homosexuals. They hate what you stand for, and they will take every opportunity. And, uh, but they're bullies, as uh, my friend Brian Kamrick said. And we have, we have an but We have to oppose this. We cannot. Um, we, uh, these states, I hope these states will say no. We are going to nullify the Supreme Court decision. This is non-binding. This is nothing that we, we, can't, we can't adhere to this. It's unconstitutional and we are not going to change our laws. We are not going to set up uh we are not going to set up our um, our state to destroy the family. So anyway, um <clears throat> I know that a lot of people have been frustrated, a lot of people get demoralized, but we do have to remember that God is still on the throne and uh, we have to uh, by the way, the church, the church in general is the major culprit in this. Many of the pastors, priests, uh, and other rabbis of the conservative, orthodox community had said nothing. They were so much worried about losing their tax-free status or offending people. Funny, if I go into a Unitarian church, they're going to promote the homosexual lifestyle. They don't care if they offend me. So we better start. Start. Let's start offending people, folks. You know, they need to be offended. And if they don't like what you say, let them go to that Unitarian church, or let them go out and get out of they don't belong there anyway. So stop worrying about pastors and clergy members. Stop worrying about offending people. You're supposed to be the light of the world, and you haven't. The light's gone out. Get put that light Put that light. Put it up on the, on that light stand, that lamp stand. You see. Start taking a strong stance for righteousness. Then your church will grow. There'll be revival. In fact, this is the only thing really we need revival. And sometimes when there's persecution, that's when you have revival. The church in the United States has been so complacent. You put on a Christian radio station and what do you hear? Relationships. You hear music and relationships and relationships and uh, people talk shows about relationships and my husband this and my wife this. Nothing about righteousness, nothing about salvation. It's all a bunch of gibberish, psychological gibberish, and that's why people turn off. In fact, I don't blame people for not going to many of these churches. There's nothing there for them. You're better off going to a football game or a softball game. So, um, Also, in a few more minutes, I do want to talk a little bit about the um, the Confederate flag issue. Now, I'm a Yankee. Uh, I had ancestors who fought in the Civil War. And one of them died, and my uh, son is named, uh, his namesake is Nathaniel Bradstreet Sheriff who was uh, a captain in the Massachusetts Volunteers and was killed in Virginia. So uh, the Confederate flag is not my flag. However, uh, <clears throat> I can have, I have a lot of respect for people who, um, who 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 have it. I have a lot of love for the South. I've traveled to the South. I've spent some time down there in the Army. And uh, I know there are racists that do display the Confederate flag. In fact, we're dealing the Confederate battle flag, because most people don't even know what the Confederate flag looks like, uh, but there's been several versions of it since the formation of the Confederacy. But we, what we're looking at was the one that was supposed to have been barred and banned is the Confederate, uh, the, the, the flag of Northern Virginia, the battle flag of Northern Virginia. Um, they say that it's, it's a sign of racism in, in slavery. Well, uh, the United States flag flew over state capitals long before the Confederate flag did and uh, although, be quite frank, I don't think the flags, the flags weren't such a big thing. Uh, you didn't see a lot of people carrying flags back then. They were kind of expensive, what have you. But they, so you could say that the, the, the United States flag is a sign of oppression and tyranny as well, if you want to be consistent. What I think the Confederate flag is, has really come to be is, is a sign uh, of um, opposition to federal tyranny. That's how I look at the Confederate flag and again, I understand that some people may see it because you'll see Klan rallies and people with Confederate flags. I get that. But they also have U.S. flags. The Communist Party flies a U.S. flag at their functions, too. So you have to... Uh, and Can you imagine blaming a flag on a murderer, uh, a, a confused young man with mind full of psychotropic drugs, body full of psychotropic drugs? They don't want to ban the drugs. They ban a cloth, so a flag. And here's Amazon. Stop selling the Confederate flag. Oh, but we'll have the UN flag, the flag of Communist China, the flag of the Soviet Union. Oh, that's all and good. And Walmart. Oh, we're not going to put Confederate, we're not going to sell Confederate things anymore, but we have no trouble uh, uh, importing, selling uh, stuff from Communist China made by slave labor. That's fine, but no, we're not going to sell the Confederate flag. We're, we're, we're too We're too morally pure for that. Well, I've ranted and raved for about 30 minutes. I've uh, <clears throat> got a couple of minutes left, and so I just want to uh, to suggest that if you're interested in learning more about uh, Camp Constitution, visit the website, campconstitution.net. And, um, and we have um, a few things. Uh, if you go to our website, you will see... Uh, we have a YouTube channel. That YouTube channel, you will find... Um, our classes over the years not all of them but a lot of them and uh, we've we've been kind of getting a little bit better with the technology the last couple of years and you'll also uh, we have a Scribd page dot com. Scribd is a YouTube for documents if you're not familiar with it we've uploaded a lot of material in fact you'll find uh, material uh, a lot of it from about Sam Blumenfeld who is uh, uh, died very recently a dear friend of mine and uh, a friend of Camp Constitution, in fact, an instructor, he bequeathed his writings to me. And uh, little by little, a lot of the unpublished things we're going to be po- posting on our uh, script page. So you'll be finding some great writings for the first time. Some some interesting correspondence uh, Sam had with people like Rudolf Fleisch and uh, and many other, many other um, people uh, well-known or maybe at least significant in their fields. So again, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio, heard on WBCQ, The Planet, every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Plus